Kikiki Mama Ma. It is the Mama Masters of Horror, and we are the Cult Film Showdown. Uh, we are on the penultimate episode of the 2005 to 2007 series Masters of Horror, uh, as produced by Mick Garris. Uh, and uh, we are on the episode The Washingtonians, which is the season two, episode 12. Um, and uh, I am joined by and Nick Boxer. Greetings. You know, that penultimate thing has always sort of confused me. I mean, it didn't come into common use until a couple of years, well, probably five years ago. It's sort of like the bi-weekly, bi-monthly thing that nobody can quite get right. Yeah, it's... Uh, so this is just means the second to last, right? Yeah, it's... Uh, it, yeah, if the last is the ultimate, then this is the penultimate. Uh, in theory, you could have one more that is like the denouement, but... Um, the uh, I, I it's one of those words that uh, that's it's a Stan Lee word for me. It's uh, it's one of those words that I saw in comic books that I never heard in real life. Uh, well, considering the last episode is the Japanese um, inspired um, produced episode, would that not technically be like more of a denima than an ultimate? I don't know. It's like, is Denimal before the end or is it the end? I don't remember. I thought the Denimal was the wrap up. Yeah. See, the only context of, I've ever heard that word used is uh, the Tick cartoon. Uh, so, uh, again, like. <laughs> so, so you're saying your your sources are species the best. I mean, in context, it probably makes sense. Uh, you know who else is here? Jack Hall. Hold on, I'm looking up Denimal. Currently busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna just. Well, we'll see how long it takes you to figure out how it's spelled. Uh, I think uh, this is a new. Yeah. I've <laughs> thrown us off courses early. Yeah, that's a that's a classic uh, uh, essay writing tip: is do not start uh, with a definition of the word that you're talking about. <laughs> you you don't want that. Well, while he's uh, while Jack is researching uh, the vital information that uh, we're on, I, I think anti-penultimate is the one before this. I, I I don't think we called it that. I don't think uh, I remember the term, but I believe that's what it is. Uh, Nick, tell us what I, the I'll heck. I'll at this point. I'm not looking it up anymore. I got distracted by porn. Oh, fair enough. Uh, right. What what Did do you, you get you if you got distracted by porn? Yeah, of course. If you type in Denny Mob, you'd be—it's basically <laughs> another word for gangbang, apparently. <laughs> Did not know that. I uh, didn't I'm, want to I'm, know that, but no, extremely curious if uh, what happens if you like put the right name, the right word, but into Pornhub. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nick Boxer, could you tell us what happens? Oh no, we're going to start with Jack. We all start with Jack. Maybe by next episode, I'm going to have this down. Uh, Jack, who are our masters uh, this time out? Oh, well, uh, it's directed by Peter Medic. I hope I said that right. <laughs> uh, I, I, I may be referencing saying things correct names correctly over the next two episodes a lot uh, because it stars, uh, you know, Jonathan... Uh, I, I don't know, Skate. I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't know if anybody does. But uh, Peter Medic, uh, best known uh, horror work, of course, is uh, The Changeling, 
1980 film, the cult classic with a supernatural horror film with the George, the great George C. Scott in the in the title role. Other than that, he's he's done a lot of things. He's done television. He's done films. He's done uh, you know uh, in all sorts of genres. Uh, a lot of thrillers, some comedies. Um, you don't think of him as horror first necessarily, uh, but he did do the Changeling and also Species Two. So I mean that's frightening, and uh, <laughs> and I mentioned Jonathan Skech, uh, uh You know, I mean, if if uh, I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is Ozar that I'm not. Um, he's what I I don't even know. He started like his company with this guy called um, Richard Chismer, uh, called Cheapskate Films, and. Uh, Richard Schismer has also got the Cemetery Dance Museum magazine and and uh, Cemetery Dance publications and uh, has worked his whole career in horror and co-wrote this uh, this with Jonathan and so it's a uh, medic sketch and Chismar for the win uh, <laughs> because this this episode is well it's a win uh, not the way they really wanted it to be I don't think. But, <laughs> but nuts, it is I a think, win. would be the term. Pardon me? Bug nuts would be the term you're searching for. Yeah, I think that's a good one. That's a good one. But uh, I don't know. What what did uh, Jonathan Skate do? Anything that you guys could think of? In, I mean, uh, you know, in the world of horror. I mean, Doom Generation isn't horror. That's like dark comedy and, you know, Poison Ivy too. I mean... Really, you know, the phantom. As far as, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, as far as, uh, as far as depth of the bench, there. That's a. <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a he's a terrific actor. I've seen him in uh, in lots of stuff, but uh, his credits do have a Day yeah. of the Dead acting role there. There uh, you go. There you Creep go. Sh- he was in the new, new version of Creep Show. I think I think Richard Chismar is probably the the most because he has a, a magazine which is you know anthologies and and stories of of horror film and has written a bunch himself. He's probably the closest to a master, but I mean he's not exactly a known name. So um, it's more of a farm. Is this a horror? Like is, now is this this is under master horror? I don't know if this would be considered horror or not. Uh, you know this this episode. I mean, it's so campy on purpose and so incredibly, I mean, comedic on purpose. But sometimes mm-hmm. comedic on accident as well. And <laughs> so I, I I don't really know. I mean, it's hard to imagine that it's it, anybody's scared by this episode. I, I would give it horror comedy. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, in order to understand why, let's get much more serious let's, in tone. Let's sorry, get Nick, to, well, yeah, the, Nick, Nick first there. I was just going to say that uh, the this story was pro- was indeed um, much more serious in tone in its original incarnation of the short story. And I don't know. I th- I think the masters of horror having these type of breath of fresh air episodes where you know you're doing something different 
um, makes sense. And I don't think there's a lot of people in the horror community that would reject something like this because, I mean, you do get the blood, you get the guts. Um, but just because it's funny, I don't, I would not not say it's horror. Well, from my understanding of the original short story, it's black humor. So it's still it's still loaded with humor. It's just that this is more camp humor and that's more black humor. So, I mean, I still think it's not necessarily serious in tone. Um, I mean, it's difficult to be with the subject matter, which we have not yet discussed because Nick has yet to give us the breakdown of the episode. Yeah, I think uh, I think as Nick paints you a word picture, um, I think that this could be played straighter in a book. Uh, once you put it on screen, you're kind of you're kind of committed to it being a bit campy. Yeah, you just run up, <laughs> end up with people with powdered wigs running around. <laughs> Yeah, and it's never it's never going to be too serious. Alrighty, um, what happens in this episode? Uh, fa- a family travel to a small town to tidy up the state of uh, what I believe is the father's grandmother, um, and they inherit her house. They're staying at the house. The family consists of a mother, daughter, and a husband. Um, as they're cleaning up, they find a painting of George Washington. It turns out within that painting is concealed a fork made out of a human bone and a letter uh, explaining that this fork was made of the femur of one of the children that George Washington has eaten. <laughs> you heard that right, folks. Yes, um, it turns out uh, George Washington was a cannibal. And not only that, there's been a cult existing all this time protecting George Washington's legacy and continuing the cannibalistic traditions of uh, the founder of the United States. Um yeah, um, and after all that is revealed, there's just a lot of people in powdered wigs ch- chasing our family, um, trying to eat our family, um, inviting our family to fancy parties where cannibalism is going on, um, until uh, a library cop shows up and shoots everybody. <laughs> That's what happens. I don't know if a library cop is right, quite right. Uh, I mean, he's a professor at the university who, who who brings the FBI in, the army or whatever, I guess, to shoot people. But they deserve to be shot. They're horrible people. Um, I mean, that, this thing opens with them decapitating a young lady. They never explain why. Uh, <laughs> they never have nothing they, to do. No. <laughs> with anything in the show it's just some woman is walking along and all of a sudden she acts creeped out and there's a bunch of fog and some man a horse runs rise I'm, I'm guessing this was released i can't i can't remember when sleepy hollow came out but maybe they're, they're trying to capture in on that but just they had to decapitates the woman and and then we never hear anything about her or why that they did that again I don't know why they didn't. Maybe she's tastier after she's decapitated and they decided to eat her. I can't tell. All I know is, all I know is apparently uh, young virgins 
tastiest of all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I right. did like how they actually incorporated the cherry tree myth um, <laughs> in there uh, for uh, uh, as some sort of symbol of virgin cannibalism. <laughs> um, confusing, but I, I like they included that. I love that they uh, that they just say like, oh yeah, we did that cherry tree, but you know what we mean by cherry? And I'm like, no, not not 300 years ago. I don't. <laughs> or it hadn't popularized it yet. Um, <laughs> it's 250 years. No, I don't think that that's at all what it could have meant. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I mean, I, I I struggle with this episode in many ways. I struggle with, you know, all of it. Uh, <laughs> really, because I was like thinking, I'm in for no, like I'm not saying I, I want the entire George Washington story done in a theatrical film. Um, I'm in for checking in periodically through U.S. Uh, history to see how the... Uh, Washingtonians are doing. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm all into this franchise. <laughs> but let's let's start with this. So the Washingtonians, um, they 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 do they turned out to just be people, people who want to bring back cannibalism across the country. So what they've decided to do is make sure that this fork and this letter that came with it admitting that George Washington admitting he's a cannibal and he's quite proud of it actually and they the these Washingtonians want to keep this fact secret because it would ruin Washington's um reputation now this if you really think about it seems at odds with the idea of making everyone want to be a Was Washingtonian and a cannibal because so, yeah, I, well, I mean, to be fair, that's not your open to get somebody into a cannibalistic cult. <laughs> I think I think it might be. I think I'm pretty sure. Hey, look, it was good enough for Washington. Well, what what is, would Washington eat? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I no, think, you just start adding little bits of meat into people's food. And... <laughs> oh, man, there is a scene in a restaurant where everyone is eating meat. It has got to be one of all-time schlockiest scenes, movie, TV, anything. It's just these people, disgusting people, eating meat, blood squirting down all over their faces and everything. And you get the feeling that the meat has not been, oh, it's, it's, and it goes on for about an hour and a half. <laughs> it's amazing. This is a good time to mention that this really plays into people's, uh, Gerontophobia, um, the fear of el the elderly. Um, there are several scenes that are just meant to creep you out about being around old people. Everything's filmed in this really weird way. Um, and the actors they chose all emphasize um, some sort of aging... Um, a it all have facial features that have some sort of age that 
induces some sort of fear for most people, I think. Um, and I think that's what the the eating scene is all about, or that the first eating scene, let's say. Well, it's I yucky. It's about so meat. I think uh, is the, is there an explicit reference to them wanting other people to become Washingtonians? Because my my overall sense was is that this was kind of a secret society thing that they they're it keeping a it a lot. Society thing, but they they do mention at the end. They do mention that, and we will, uh, you know, take back this country and be in Washington's. Um, in his what do you call it uh image take back the country in his image and become cannibals like they do reference that at the end of the episode i mean it's a it's a longer trip i mean there's a series of problems with the uh the 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 chain of evidence here uh (laughs) i think there there also seems to be undertones of like a fear of napkins in this entire (laughs) piece Everybody eats in this, never wipes their face, and they, whatever they're eating, whether it be a human being or barbecue, has stuff smeared all up through, all over their face through this entire thing. Well, in in their defense, the barbecue was probably a little bit delicate about it. (laughs) It's. So these Washingtonians, it comes to the end that this is a secret society. At the beginning, they seem supernatural. They turn out to not mm. be supernatural. They're just a super secret society. And yet there's many moments in this when they show supernatural um, abilities. Um, just, I think they went, will that make sense? No, but it'll be scarier. And so they just <laughs> did it. So things Me. like... Like the like they're sitting there, the couple is sitting there in the morning having cereal, and all of a sudden inside their cereal, they realize that they've been eating a bunch of fingers um, <laughs> and with their cornflakes. Again, with no explanation of, yeah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> they, they successfully like, keep, Yeah, they successfully kept people out of the house the night well, before. <laughs> maybe, they're, yes. maybe they're right. Cannibalism gives you superpowers. I was on board with that. Maybe it was just confusing because that because because I'm feeling uh, like Nick is starting to lean towards cannibalism himself. I'm not totally getting a little worried here. I am a little little hungry. Maybe just you know prop uh, like rubber uh, rubber severed fem- uh, fingers were just the the gift in box for Shreddies that like at that time. It was it's a lot of gifts. And just a, a coincidence, box. yeah. Like I've, yeah, I got like back in the day, I got more than one toy in a box. That happened. Okay, I mean, good, it, was, it probably like wasn't six. Yeah, it probably wasn't six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it things like that are like their ability to track down the the couple from from the city and track down their house and everything like that, and apparently to make as much noise as possible to try and get in and scare them, and yet in no way wake any neighbors. Um, Things well, like that, that gave them superpowers. <laughs> no, I think I think that the tracking one is quite easy because you know different people were in contact with them about this inheritance that started this whole thing, and they've got police that are involved in like the secret society. So I mean, either one of those sure. could have solved that pretty quickly, um, but presumably, I mean, they had to contact them somehow to like tell them that they got this inheritance. Um, 
the second thing I can't help you with. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of noise being made and yet yeah. the police and nobody calling the police except for themselves who show up way late. Yes, none of that is. And then they show up again the next night and the police are right there in front of the house. They show them in front of the house and then they show up and apparently the police decided nothing going on here. So uh, <laughs> just just like, up, yeah. coincidentally, right before. Um, yeah, this thing is a mess, but it isn't. If you go into it with the right mindset, it's an entertaining as hell mess. If you're going into it thinking, Peter Medic, oh, he did the Changeling. One of the classiest, most interesting <laughs> horror films of all time. And you're so, expecting that. <laughs> you will not get that. Did you but not realize expecting... that the cops were part of the Washingtonians? Well, it was pretty obvious pretty early. Yeah. Well, the first time you meet the cops and they're like, they're like, you know, you should. Uh, I mean, especially the last line, something like hit sleep on it. Before, yeah. you know, you uh, that that line said several times before you show the world that Washington was um, and 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 spoiler alert, uh, if we haven't given any already um, <laughs> at the very end, uh, it, it's found out thanks to the uh, the, the um, you know, librarian, police or professor, depending on who you're listening to. Uh, depend, he has uh, successfully got the fork and the, the letter out to the world and, and the conservative radio host who is this like this radio host the, the film starts with and this is no exaggeration I sometimes am known to exaggerate like I said the eating scene went on for <laughs> 90 minutes it was probably 15 seconds but it's no exaggeration that this thing starts with the film driving and nothing happening for at least two and a half minutes <laughs> while you're listening to this guy talk about how the country is going downhill, how they're listening to this guy. So now they bring him back at the end and he's talking about how, how are you surprised that Washington was a cannibal and all this and that. So they decide to, they, they decide to take Washington off the dollar bill and they need another watch, another George. So they choose George Bush Jr. to go on it. That, that, that joke no is reason. pretty it, it hurts. <laughs> well, I mean, the other choice was senior. So, uh, you know, I mean, in retrospect, you know, we've done better than uh, than uh, Bush per senior or junior, perhaps. But we've done worse, too. Um, yeah. I think we can say Sounds at like this put, point. Yeah, I mean, they could have put Taft on there. Uh, <laughs> I suppose, but nobody knows him. So they put, but they put George um, Bush Jr. on the dollar bill, and that's how it ends. Is everybody, all three members of the family, the the first, the father, then the mo mother, then the kid, holding up the thing and just being surprised, and and, uh, and you know, and and then it shows the picture of George Jr. on the on the dollar bill, his face replacing. Um, George Washington's face. And when I say replacing his face with the face, I mean, they left the the uh, powdered wake for some reason on George Jr. <laughs> as he's well known to wear. The, and just I mean, replaced the face. It, <laughs> the, the weird moment of that for me actually isn't, I mean, that is George Bush Jr. Uh, actually, George Bush III, to be precise, uh, is like, it's it's dumb. Um, oh, yeah. 
but but the the setup of that where the dollar bill has been changed and they haven't paid attention to that in the news that they could actually be surprised that morning that there's a new dollar bill <laughs> like they're like point. they get they Especially get like their their lives they're are listening saved, to the then, news all the time <laughs> yeah they're it's like they're saved and then they're like Oh, we will escape the Washingtonians. The last thing I want to hear is a single thing about George Washington. So do not show me any news that has anything to do with this. <laughs> um, the the evidence. Uh, I want to go back to that because it's it was hilarious through the whole thing. Like what this is, so he finds this painting of George Washington. That it accidentally gets a tear, and uh, he finds uh, jammed into the upper corner of this. Uh, rolled up piece of paper, which he then, I mean, this is presumably a 250-year-old piece of paper that he proceeds to carry around in his pants pocket for the entire rest of the, the episode, um, <laughs> rest of the mini-movie here. Uh, and it's like... Yes, even when it makes no sense to have it on him. Yeah, he's just... Even, and, well, and it's never he still has it on. Yeah, he's just got a... It's literally rolled up in his pocket. Yeah, you uh, leave the park anywhere, but the, that note is always on him. Yeah, and well, in this and this fork, and and then the note is like two words. It's two sentences long, and it's basically like it's supposedly George Washington has signed it, and he says, "Like I really enjoyed eating that kid, like I've enjoyed eating all the other people." Uh, it's like two sentences, and I'm like, it it doesn't prove a thing. Also, what's the context that he would have written that, even if it was all true? <laughs> Like, there's nothing else to the letter. It's not like it was a PS. Like, it's the entire letter. Why would he hide it in the painting? <laughs> like, why any of this? Like, this is. Don't well, get me wrong. I'm not saying we don't need a Washingtonian the... franchise. <laughs> I mean, George Washington did did commission several paintings, according to this show. Um, because they do have the painting of him and several naked women eating people. Um, <laughs> That's great. In, in the bank itself, yes. I pose for that. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, you're, you're eating people, you're having paintings commissioned. It seems like a natural that if you need to hide something. But again, why is why does the note exist at all? Like, what's the context well, you would have written that down? <laughs> It seems like why does it take so long for this to be found out? I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you really think about it, it's not like this guy was sitting there with some great conspiracy hiding it. The guys, Washington was pretty out there going, "Look, <laughs> naked women and 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 human beings. I'm eating them." Yeah, like when you get to the Washingtonians' secret hideout, uh, where like the cult meets, uh, they've got like cases and cases of stuff that. <laughs> Apparently, Bruce the Washington was a cannibal. This is like the one bit they didn't have their hands on. It's like they had the full set of cutlery except for this fork. Uh, <laughs> and, well, and, and it was hidden, and they're all like excited because it's been found. And then, but then you find out that, uh, like, his because he's inherited this place from his aunt. It's, aunt, it's his aunt, right? But his uncle uh, was a Washington. I thought it was his grandmother, but could be an aunt. Whatever, yeah. I don't uh, know. But her husband was a Washingtonian, which means like he had this thing and hid it from like his own secret society while they're looking for it. <laughs> like it's why? <laughs> Again, why? Well, I mean, the grandmother or whatever <laughs> did pack up the 
cigar store and moved it into our basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the... Um, yeah, so, that's... you know, there, there might have been some, like, disagreement about where where people what's safe to keep your relics <laughs> well yeah i mean the implication at the at the beginning is, is that this was one of the things that was in the cigar store uh and then later he was like they just kind of offhandedly say oh no he was a washingtonian too that's why he had this <laughs> okay now i mean, i, I, I mean, was able to you, you go ahead sorry um, I was able to glean the ending to the original story was a little bit different. It was the red coats that burst in and shot everybody, which well, that, actually that I think changes the entire, um, I don't know, political undertonings of uh, the show. I, I actually like it better uh, having the British all of a sudden burst in and shoot everybody. In the water yeah, there. I don't know why they made that change. No idea why they made that change. One twist, yeah, one twist too far, I guess. I don't know. Like, I mean, if you'd have to unpack that, and then it, rather they just had they. I mean, I think the implication is, is that this college professor is part of a different secret society that's trying to like out this story. Uh, Wait, are you you're saying that if they did that, if I if I'm getting this correctly, what you're saying is that they did that. But this thing wouldn't make sense. <laughs> that that was where I was going with that. Yeah, and when it's, you say it, okay, that, they can retcon it in the prequel. When you when you say it like that, um, <laughs> see, I want I wanted them to burst in and they're the Jeffersonians or something. <laughs> oh um, man, it's it's something. <laughs> we've we've missed out on. Uh, on uh, the the uh, the weird white haired guy that looks like looks like meth Colonel Sanders um, oh, at yes. the beginning of this he he turns back up over and over but he's he's uh, he's a friend of the family he's got that old southern he's got that old southern charm even though this is Virginia um, and uh, he's like he's like straight out of Gone with the Wind uh, and uh, it he's weird from the first time he shows up because he's waiting at the house to talk to them. And uh, he's the executor of the will. And then he like almost makes a pass at our hero. Like he gets, like, so, he puts his hands on him, gets so close to him. Like it's like, where's where's this part going? The answer was nowhere. Um, but uh, nowhere, no. <laughs> he was sexually aggressive like... with everybody, though. <laughs> he was. Little yeah, children, Nick, the wife. Nick said, <laughs> what Nick said earlier about having old people and shooting it in a way just to. That you'd be uncomfortable just because they're old mm. and they're right in your face and overly grabby or kissy or whatever. That you know, I think it's just yeah, some of that going on. Because other than that, yeah, no, it, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss this type of this. Type, see, that's one of the things with this is very uh, cult film showdown type of. Uh, episode, you know what we were doing mm. on Cultural Showdown, the search for the ultimate B movie, where we would rate it in things that were not necessarily in what in uh, uh, no, uh we never we never considered uh, objective quality as one of the objective things. quality. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, things like uh, more heart than budget and, and schlock appeal and WTF moments. 
And we most of this Masters of Horror, we haven't been we couldn't sit there and go, let's do the WTF map at the moments at the same level as this episode or the shock <laughs> deal or the, you know, like most of these episodes are they've been enjoyable, but in different ways. Yeah. This one is a true throwback to the CFS for the Cult <laughs> Film Showdown. And I have realized how much I've missed uh, talking about these type of <laughs> films. That's something to roll into uh, uh, as we as we talk about uh, what series we might want to look at next. Uh, something that's a bit more uh, a little more wacky. Um, yeah, a little, little. I mean, given given this episode, a little less polished, uh, <laughs> despite that this one looks like it was shot on short ends and that uh, um, they didn't get all their scenes before they had to edit it. Uh, <laughs> Like we got, we got a minute and a half of them driving a car. Um, can we use that? Like, yeah, we'll just start with there. <laughs> uh, the definition we always Still use. a little short. Let's let's have them decapitate a lady for no reason. Never <laughs> mention it over. again. We had that left over from another episode we were doing, um, and uh, that footage from the from the episode we did with the hitchhikers. So uh, yeah, I just pad this thing out to fifty seven minutes. Um, <laughs> they they turned it in thinking it was a half hour block that uh, that they needed to fill and not an hour. Um, <laughs> it is yeah it does it does uh, reach that the litmus test is always that uh, they had to intend to make something reasonably good um, and then just fail in every way. Uh, you can't the the core of a cult film is that they wanted it to be good. And they thought they were making something good. Um, they probably thought that the the ending was a really important uh, political st- uh, statement. Um, I, mean, I, I don't know what it meant, but of course, of course, <laughs> I, of course then again, um, considering where you know the presidency has gone since then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a. There's there's a truism that uh, you always you always miss the other you always, no matter how bad the president is you miss him a couple down the road like there's 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 been more than once over the last eight years where people are like or nine years that like you know you know George Bush that guy do you remember how like he hardly ever said really really stupid things like he just like misspoke like it was kind of a folksy way to be dumb as opposed to an actual dumb. <laughs> <laughs> He's like me, he did not have yeah. pronounced things because he only saw them written down. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh man, this was quite. Uh, oh, oh we uh, this, these are the only t- uh, this one and the following, the final episode, uh, are the only ones that we enjoyed uh, together. The three of us got together and we watched these last two, and it was so difficult to not. Uh, you know, get into this stuff while we're watching. Uh, and then yeah. after watching them back to back, we we were a little shell-shocked and didn't end up recording it that day, which was our original intention. <laughs> this is true. So now it's been a week and a half, and uh, and it's like, do I remember anything? <laughs> <laughs> and as we start talking about it, you start remembering lots. So. But I don't know. The, I, I uh, enjoyed uh, much yeah. more on that. I, I just watched them again today, actually. Um, there are so many little jokes I didn't get the first time around in the Washingtonians. Nice. Uh, I mean, the 
the real enjoyment was the Washingtonians we met along the way. Yeah, as usual, as usual. <laughs> and no nudity. We're just going to throw that in there. We'll get no more nudity, to that so... in the final episode. So uh, we're doing a count on the final yeah. six episodes, how much nudity we get. And, uh, and the predictions and this is another were, thing we have to continue when we're talking about what, what we're doing next. Um, we were talking about doing uh, Fear Itself, which is the spiritual successor to this that was on NBC and to see mm-hmm. how it is they would do a horror film uh, or horror anthology series on network TV in the 2000s. And, and, and you know, that was curious to certain. And, and then Nick brought up, man, that means we're going to go a whole season without nudity. And uh, so that <laughs> cooled us <laughs> that on that for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it did change. That was a good point. <laughs> yeah, several of the shows we were looking at had were network shows. So, uh, I mean, yeah. we we might increase the WTF level, but uh, yeah, the the uh, the 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 graphicness and the and the nudity will go just flatline. Our original predictions were: I said three out of the six. Uh, Jack said two out of the six, and what Nick said was somewhere between the two. Which, you know, <laughs> is two and a half. But so far, we've had two episodes and a painting with boobs in it, which to me might be that 0.5. That may the, be might the deciding be. factor here. Nick not being able to do math, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> working to his advantage. In fairness. Nick that... is also the one who's like, I don't think Nick can go to, uh, 13 episodes of a podcast Without talking nudity, I think. Uh, <laughs> See, that's just Nick knowing himself, though. And that's, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not saying this that. is a bad thing. They pan on that painting a long time for like a throwaway shot. And and in fairness, you could not put that painting on network TV either. No. So, it would be considered nudity as far as the network was concerned, as far as the uh, yeah. uh, the. Uh, but they but these weren't hot. They were they were kind of. <laughs> Not hot and, and busy we did eating. Make, didn't make that a factor. Oh, okay. I mean, we didn't uh, we didn't say that there's going to be. I didn't say there's going to be three episodes with nudity that made me all fuzzy inside. Um, <laughs> there was no qualifier. Okay. <laughs> all we right. have let's let's wrap this up. Some pretty disturbing nudity in this. <laughs> Oh, that you know, all, I... all, as long as they're hot, there's no disturbing nudity to me. But uh, ah, they don't even have to be that hot. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> maybe Ichi the Killer or whatever was that one. The uh, uh, maybe that wasn't that hot. <laughs> I mean, it started off hot, but really, it yeah. didn't end. Yeah, <laughs> hot. Yeah, I mean, it gets a little micro target. What was it called? Uh, imprint. Yeah, Is imprint. imprint. Yeah, it's the one. Yeah. There. Uh, all right, well, let's wrap this one up. Uh, this was the Washingtonians, and next time we'll be talking about Dream Cruise, which is the final episode of the series. Uh, we can be found on Instagram at the Cult Film Showdown, uh, and uh, we are sponsored by WeTalkPodcast.com, the home of the Octagon, where we detail our search for the ultimate B-movie. Uh which right now it seems to be just 
we're standing pat that we found it and we're done of that. Uh, and uh, We Talk Podcasts has a Facebook and they have a Twitter as well as the website. Uh, and the website also hosts several other great shows. So check those out. Um, so for Nick and for Jack, we will talk to you 